0: Hello there and welcome to Business of Bedtime. Short stories, amazing books and inspired dreams. Today's reading comes from the classic How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. If I was to compile a list of my top five favourite books of inspiration and business, this would most certainly be in it. And it's coming from the chapter, If You're Wrong, Admit It. Within a minute's walk of my house, There was a wild stretch of virgin timber, where the blackberry thickets foamed white in the springtime, where the squirrels nested and reared their young, and the horseweeds grew as tall as a horse's head. This unspoiled woodland was called Forest Park, and it was a forest probably not much different in appearance from what it was when Columbus discovered America. I frequently walked in this path with Rex, my little Boston bulldog, He was a friendly, harmless little hound, and since we rarely met anyone in the park, I took Rex along without a leash or a muzzle. One day we encountered a mounted policeman in the park, a policeman itching to show his authority. What do you mean by letting that dog run loose in the park without a muzzle and leash? he reprimanded me. Don't you know it's against the law? Yes, I know it is, I replied softly, but I didn't think he would do any harm out here. You didn't think? You didn't think? The law doesn't give a tinker's damn about what you think. That dog might kill a squirrel or bite a child. Now, I'm going to let you off this time. But if I catch this dog out here again without a muzzle and a leash, you'll have to tell it to the judge. I meekly promised to obey. And I did obey for a few times. But Rex didn't like the muzzle and neither did I. So we decided to take a chance. Everything was lovely for a while and we struck a snag. Rex and I raced over the brow of a hill one afternoon and there suddenly, to my dismay, I saw the majesty of the law astride a bay horse. Rex was out in front, heading straight for the officer. I knew I was in for it, so I didn't wait until the policeman started talking. I beat him to it. I said, "'Officer, you've caught me, red-handed. I'm guilty. I have no alibis, no excuses.' You warned me last week that if I brought the dog out here again without a muzzle, you would find me. Well, now, the policeman responded in a soft tone. I know it's a temptation to let a little dog like that have a run out here when nobody is around. Sure, it's a temptation, I replied, but it's against the law. Well, a little dog like that isn't going to harm anybody, the policeman remonstrated. No, but he may kill squirrels, I said. Well, now, I think you're taking this a bit too seriously, he told me. I'll tell you what you do. Just let him run over that hill there where I can't see him and we'll forget all about it. That policeman, being human, wanted a feeling of importance. So when I began to condemn myself, the only way he could nourish his self-esteem was to take the magnanimous attitude of showing mercy. But suppose I had tried to defend myself. Well, did you ever argue with a policeman? But instead of breaking lances with him, I admitted... That he was absolutely right and i was absolutely wrong i admitted it quickly openly and with enthusiasm the affair terminated graciously in my taking his side and his taking my side lord chesterfield himself could hardly have been more gracious than this mounted policeman who only a week previously had threatened to have the law on me if we know we are going to be rebuked anyhow isn't it far better to beat the other person to it and do it ourselves? Isn't it much easier to listen to self-criticism than to bear condemnation from alien lips? Say about yourself all the derogatory things you know the other person is thinking or wants to say or intends to say and say them before that person has a chance to say them. The chances are a 100 to 1 that a generous, forgiving attitude will be taken and your mistakes will be minimised, just as the mounted policeman did with me and Rex. Thanks for listening. Good night. (laughs)